Well, hello and welcome back to Noah's Window. We're excited to start a new week. Um, today we're recording on Sunday afternoon, but this is going to be broadcast on Monday. But I was asking Mark if we could just take a little time today for him to talk about what's in the news. I know everybody's seeing what's going on in the Ukraine, and so I just thought it'd be great if Mark could speak to that a little bit. Well, it's one of those situations where there are things that I do know and things that I don't know. So let me just start off with this. We do know that Russia is a major player in last day's prophecy. It is amazing when you think about this book that you hold in your lap, Mary Alice. It's almost 2,000 years old, mm -hmm. and yet it speaks right directly to what's going just to happen. And frankly, the part that speaks about Russia specifically is in the Old Testament, so it's older than 2,000 years old. It's uh, in the book of Ezekiel, so I guess you could say it's 2,500 years old. But Russia is a player in the last days. And what I find significant about that is we don't know for sure, we can't really tell with certainty from the Bible that America is a player in the last days. I've got my own thoughts about that. And uh, there are just, there are whole kinds of discussions that can be had on that. But there's no question about Russia being a player in the last days. There is an invasion spoken about in the book of Ezekiel, chapters 37, 38, and 39, that is spearheaded by a coalition of the Russians and the Iranians, Russia and Iran. And I've been looking at this uh, really all my adult life, and I remember uh, looking at this through the lens of the Cold War, you know, when Russia was still part of the Soviet Union, and, you know, I would look for these uh, coalescences, coalescences between Russia and Iran, nothing really ever seemed to make sense. And then, of course, we know what happened with the fall of the Soviet bloc and, and the Eastern uh, European nations. And we saw what we thought was the end of the Cold War, but then we have Vladimir Putin coming back on the scene in kind of a renaissance of, of uh, well, not the Soviet Empire yet, but clearly Russia becoming a malevolent player in the world. So uh, let's ask this question. What's going on right now in the Ukraine? Does it have prophetic significance? Well, <laughs> I don't know if this is a good answer or not. It, it might have. I don't really think so. If you want my personal opinion, and that's all it is, my, it's my personal opinion, it's not the Bible. I can see how what's going on with Russia and the Ukraine can put things in position for the invasion that we see in Ezekiel 37, 38, and 39. But I don't see what's happening right now actually becoming that, at least yet. I just know this. I know we're getting ever closer to what the Bible describes happening in the last days. And I've been talking about that. It isn't just what we see happening in Russia. It's what we see happening uh, just in, in the whole world uh, with uh, a one world economic system taking shape. We see that clearly in a lot of different ways. You know, there is the... Uh, statement about the Antichrist that no one could buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Well, I don't believe we're going to be here when the Antichrist comes, but we certainly see this idea of buying and selling being tied to one's political beliefs. Mm -hmm. We see that taking shape already. So we're not going to be here when the tribulation begins. We're not going to be here when the Antichrist is on the scene, but I think we're going to go right up to it and we're going to see a whole lot of things develop, take shape that are actually going to be uh, major major players events major things happening during the tribulation period so I don't know if that's a good answer or not I mean with, with what's happening with Russia and the Ukraine I don't know for sure that it's Bible prophecy being fulfilled but I think it's positioning 
um, the world stage for Bible prophecy to be fulfilled? Well, just in general terms, as we're seeing more things happening on the world stage and even right here at home, I know from a Christian point of view, um, we we want to know how to react to this. Should we? How how should we react to the things that we see coming uh, coming to pass and looking to the future? Should we be afraid? Should what what should we be? Uh, how should we be reacting to this? Well, it kind of gives us a punch list mm -hmm. because we have to approach what's happening uh, with different kinds of approaches given the scenarios. Let me give you an example. Overall, I think we should have a, a sense of great joy right. because we're getting ever closer to the coming of the Lord. We know what happens at the end. <laughs> sure. So part of our punch list is to celebrate today. Right. But on the other hand, our hearts are broken because mm -hmm. of the suffering that we see in the world as we get ever closer to Satan having his last day's kingdom. So like, for instance, for our Ukrainian brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to be uh, on our face praying mm -hmm. to God for their safety, their security. Uh, you know, we so certainly our hearts will, even though we're celebrating the coming of the Lord, we want our hearts to break for them. We want to think about every opportunity we can to do good. You know, when Peter talked about the events of the last days and he talked about all the signs that were going to take place he said seeing these things are going to happen what kind of people should we be well let me add one more thing to our punch list and i want to pull this from what john said in the epistle of first john he said uh, we have this hope within us and we purify ourselves in other words we're getting closer to the lord coming back we want our lives to be purer than they were yesterday when he comes if he comes today we want him to find us living pure lives, living godly lives, praying in our Bible, loving people, mm -hmm. serving others. Busy about his business. Busy about his because business. Because that is the business he has us in right now, is to, is to love others and serve others, yeah. uh, and to get the gospel to yeah. as many people as we possibly can before he comes back. <laughs> well, you know, I've got a whole new thinking. I, I sort of came up with it myself while I was talking, uh, but it's kind of a last day's punch list. There you, you know? go. I like that. Last day's punch list. That's good. Well, I hope that gives you a little perspective as you're watching the headlines unfold. And uh, for sure, we need to be praying. We yeah. need to be praying uh, for our friends in Europe. We need to be praying for one another. We need to be praying for our leaders, whether you agree with them or disagree with them, the Bible instructs us to pray for those who are in leadership. And uh, we need God working in our in our world. Well, he's clearly got it all worked out. He does. And he is, he's, got, he's got full control. But I will say this. We start a brand new series in a few weeks called Worlds of, uh, well, I was to say Worlds of Warfare. It's, it's a Clash of Dynasty series uh, on prophecy. And uh, we start that... Uh, in the I think the third week of March and mm -hmm. so I'm very excited about it you know you know I'm working on this every day mm -hmm. uh, it's called uh, Clash of Dynasties 3 the Easter prophecy and it'll go right up to Easter and I so. think if you were at New Spring this weekend or if you watched online you saw the promotion for that it's awesome yeah <laughs> what the team has produced so uh, I know I know we're talking about these things a lot at our house right now for several reasons. One is the headlines. The other is Mark's preparing for this series. And then also he's going to be speaking at a national conference here in just a couple of weeks. And uh, he's going to be talking about prophecy there. So um, let's just be confident in the Lord uh, because we know he does have he's not wringing his hands. That's right. He knows exactly. He knows exactly what's going on. And he. Everything's right on schedule for him. So the councils of heaven have never gone into emergency sessions. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, but but there is reason to be serious in this hour to be busy about the Lord's business, and um, I pray that's where it finds you now. So Mark, could you lead us in prayer as we close? Today? Sure.
Father, we do thank you that you have allowed us to be part of your team and that you've given us the insights through the scriptures to know that you have full control of everything that's happening. We do pray for our brothers and sisters who are suffering persecution, not just uh, in places like the Ukraine, but in Africa and Asia and, uh, and Father, even in Europe today as these malevolent powers persecute your people just for believing the word of God in Canada, other places, Lord, that we never dreamed we would see persecution. And we do pray for those who are standing. And Father, I pray that you'll help us as your children not to, not to cave to political correctness because it's not political, it's not correct. And oh God, I pray that you'd help us to stand for you like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like Esther of old. Help us to stand for you in these last days and to live pure lives that draw others to Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today here on Noah's Window. I'm reminded uh, our, our, um, our theme for Noah's Window is uh, living in these days that are like the days of Noah. Yeah, we started this off because of COVID, but we can, we've continued this on because of our sense of being in these last days. Okay. Well, we're looking forward to the next day tomorrow, and we have some new things to talk about. So we'll look forward to seeing you then. And in the meantime, God bless. See you soon.